The following program is sponsored. The opinions and statements made by the hosts and guests do not necessarily reflect the views of News Talk 600 and 100.3 WBOB or its parent company, the Chesapeake Portsmouth Broadcasting Corporation. Van Wee Financial is a registered investment advisor. Information presented is for educational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any specific securities, investments, or investment strategies. Investments involve risk and, unless otherwise stated, are not guaranteed. Be sure to first consult with a qualified financial advisor and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed herein. Welcome to the Van Wee Financial Hour on AM 600 and FM 100.3, The Answer. To be a part of the program, call 222-TALK. That's 222-8255. Now here are your hosts of the Van Wee Financial Hour, Stephen and Adam Van Wee. I can lull you right to sleep. Hopefully not. It's Saturday morning. It's 10 o'clock. You're on the first coast, or if you aren't, I bet you wish you were. I just took my jacket off on the way in from the car. It is absolutely glorious, and you're in the right place. I'm Steve Van Wee. And I'm Adam Van Wee. I want to welcome everybody to our regulars. Thanks again for tuning in. You're the reason we do the show. And to the new people, you're the new reason we do the show. As we're now solidly into year two, and we've been having a blast so if you just heard about us or found us accidentally, stick around for an hour and hopefully we'll all learn something. We will have a trivia question. I've got so much to do. I was just showing Adam my stack of stuff. And holy cow, it's a I, big one. I'd put it at about four inches of paper. Something like that. You can imagine that one hour would not be enough, so I'll try to pick and choose. But I will remind you that not all financial radio shows are created equal. Most of them are pre-recorded, and you only get to hear what your host wants you to hear if you would rather take over some of the content of the show it's as easy as picking up your phone and dialing 904-222-TALK that's 222-8255 lines are always open from the top of the show callers always go to the front of the line you take precedence over anything else so whether you have a a trivia question response or whether you have a financial question or a comment or anything you'd like to talk about as long as it sounds kind of interesting, we would be more than happy to talk about it. And that's partly because we're in a very good mood today, which was partly the beautiful weather, but it's also the fact that last week was a little glum in the market. This week, the way I would describe it was I was really glad it was only four days long. I usually say that because it's so bad. But this time I said that because it was so good and it looked like it might sputter a little bit toward the end. So we thankfully got to 4 o'clock on Friday with a very, very nice result for the week, which kind of failed to make liars out of us. And I was very grateful for that because we were sounding a little more optimistic last week than most of the people we've talked to have been. So tell us what happened. Well, I'm going to start with a question. Do you remember way back when the Dow was trading just above 15,500? Uh, that would have been about the 24th of August. No, that was last Thursday and it's a day low, <laughs> 15,503. Uh, trick question. Yeah. So in about five and a half trading days, the market gained about 5.7%, ended the week at 16,392, closed up the week 
about 2.6%. The S&P was up about 2.8%. And the NASDAQ, which had fallen the furthest recently, gained 3.8%. For the month, that brought the Dow to down just 0.5%. The S&P down just 1.2%. And the NASDAQ off 2.4%. A little bit more for the year, but still not a bad result for February, considering everything that's gone on. Well, the start we got in January would have belied that, I think. Definitely. The narrative this week was largely around oil, but there was a good amount of economic data released that confirmed that the sky might not be falling as fast as the 24-7 news cycle would have you believe. We had 15 economic indicators released this week, which is kind of a light week. It was a short week, so that kind of makes sense. And nine of them beat expectations. Only four missed and two met. Been a long time since we had that kind of ratio. Yeah, quite a while. But keep in mind, um, it was a light week. So next week, there's a ton of data coming out, 26 economic indicators. So it'll be interesting to see how that goes. But also remember, in these uncertain times, good economic data doesn't always correlate with good stock market performance. The main driver of this is that when economic data is good, the chances increase that the Fed will raise interest rates sooner and higher than the market is currently expecting. This can cause a negative reaction, and we're kind of in an all-news-is-bad-news type cycle in the stock market. Hopefully that reverses at some point when we just accept the reality that interest rates need to go higher. While there was a lot of good news this week, the housing numbers were not really part of all that. Home builder sentiment unexpectedly dropped, housing starts missed, and building permits beat by a very slight amount, but they also revised the December numbers downward, so overall the housing market is not having a great start to this year. It's winter. That is true. The weather up in the northeast was particularly harsh, and uh, January was really bad up there. Jobless claims continued to defy expectations, coming in at 262,000 versus 275,000 expected. And that was the adjusted number. The strange part was the unadjusted number was even lower than that. Even better, yeah. This now marks 50 weeks in a row where the jobless claims have been below 300,000, something we haven't seen in over 40 years. I'm going to talk a little bit more about the employment situation later, and it's, it's pretty interesting right now. So in truly shocking news, it appears that we are experiencing inflation in this country. Who would have guessed? <laughs> I wouldn't have. Gee, last time I went to the grocery store, they had just cut all their prices by 30%. Oh, wait. No, they didn't. They raised them by about 12%. I feel like this has been happening for quite a few years now, but the government is now kind of admitting to it or agreeing with me. Well, it supports the narrative of the Fed. That's one reason. That's true. Plus, how long can you hide this stuff? Seriously. I know. It, It is bordering on ridiculous at this point. This week, the CPI and the PPI both came in higher than expected. And for those of you that don't know what that is, that's the Consumer Price Index and the Producer Price Index. Wholesale and retail, in other words. In the PPI, the producer price index, services are seeing the biggest increases, which isn't really a surprise because that's where we're seeing the strongest demand right now. The CPI is now increasing at an annualized rate of 3.571, a number the Fed will probably rally around during their next rate hike. I fully expect them to mention that in the next And that's despite the softness at the gas pump. Yep, that was my next point. So that is uh, that is truly a, a pretty big number considering what we've been what they've been reporting for the last few years. And earnings season pretty much ended with a thud this week when Walmart missed their earnings and gave lower guidance on their performance going forward. And I don't know if it's just me, but Walmart is sort of starting to feel like that old washed up prize fighter who tries to make a comeback and just doesn't seem to have it anymore. 
I don't think they're going anywhere, but they have a long way to go to convince a huge generation of millennials who care about things like sustainability, farm fresh, organic, fair trade, gluten-free, and a whole host of other adjectives that I admit I don't fully understand. Mm-hmm. Nor that, care about. That buying their cheap, mass-marketed, Asian-made plastic junk is the right way to shop. So <laughs> I think Walmart probably needs to do a little bit of a refresh at this point. Well, they are actually doing a lot more in the food arena, too. They are, and they have great prices on the on the food side. Yeah, they do. And I think they've got to relook at the whole concept of what they do, and I think they're doing it. Yeah, they opened a, a neighborhood market over on Atlantic in uh, San Pablo, mm-hmm. and it's actually a great store. I yeah. really enjoyed shopping there recently. I think you're going to see a lot more of that, a lot less of the small, generalized stores. They have a long way to go if they're going to get into the real world of e-commerce and compete with the likes of Amazon. Absolutely. Not that they don't do it. It's just they got a long ways to go. All right. Well, the, the um, music is playing, so I want to tell you some things I'm going to talk about. But first, I'm going to bring up the trivia question sponsored by Ken Bales at First Coast Alarm, 636-7888. One of the things I'm concerned with this week is the retirement planning by a lot of people, and especially young people. There are some proposals on the table that are negative. There are some proposals on the table that are not fully negative. People in my age group, which means 55 plus, and Adam laughed at me because it was 55 plus, that yeah, he's doing it again too. Uh, we tend to stay at a job a little over 10 years. To the nearest one year, how long do the young people, and that means age 25 to 34, how long do they normally keep a job? So give us an integer that's less than 10 after the break, and I'll tell you why it's important in a little while. So don't go anywhere. I'm Nick Soboleski, a select quote agent with a true story that could save you hundreds of dollars a year. A woman named Linda just called. Her husband, Ray, has a $300,000 group life insurance policy but is changing jobs and can't take it with him. Well, I impartially shot the highly rated term life insurance companies we represent and found Ray, who is 41 and takes medication to control his cholesterol, a 10-year, $500,000 policy for under $26 a month. That's almost twice the coverage for less than half of what he had paid. If SelectQuote hasn't shot for your life insurance, you're probably paying too much. For your free quote, call 1-800-297-1665. That's 1-800-297-1665. 1-800-297-1665. Or go to selectquote.com. We shop. You save. Get full details on the example policy at selectquote.com slash commercials. Your price can vary depending on your health issuing company and other factors. Not available in all states. Paid non-attorney spokesperson Adam Pulaski of the Pulaski Law Firm with principal office in Houston, Texas is the attorney responsible for the content of this ad. This ad is not legal advice and the choice of a lawyer should not be based solely upon advertisement. Services may not be available in all states. Attention Zarelto users. If you or a loved one took Zarelto and suffered a serious bleeding event, you may be entitled to financial compensation. Zarelto is a popular prescription blood thinner used to prevent blood clots and protect patients from strokes. But doctors have recently discovered they are unable to reverse or control serious side effects such as internal bleeding caused by Xarelto. These serious bleeding events have led to numerous cases of hospitalization and even death. Call now if you or a loved one was hospitalized from any form of internal bleeding or stroke after taking Xarelto. You may be entitled to a cash award and substantial financial compensation. Don't be a silent victim. There is limited time to file a claim, so call now. Call 800-961-5842. Phone lines are open 24-7. Call 800-961-5842. 
800-961-5842. That's 800-961-5842. Again, 800-961-5842. Has your health insurance changed or is it about to change? Are you or did you move to a different state, change jobs, get a divorce, get married or have a baby? Then you know what? You may qualify for a special health insurance enrollment period for the affordable Obamacare plans. And to find the right plan, you can get free help right now from Health Markets. They'll help you choose the right plan from over 140 different companies, plus help you maximize your Obamacare free government subsidies. Why pay a penny more than you have to for health insurance? Call anytime, day or night to learn more about the special enrollment period to qualify for Obamacare. Here's our number. 800-614-1242 800-614-1242 Not available in all states. Let's get back to the Van Wee Financial Hour on AM 600 and FM 100.3, The Answer. To be a part of the program, call 222-TALK. That's 222-8255. Once again, here's Stephen and Adam Van Wee. Welcome back to the Van Wee Financial Hour. I'm Steve Van Wee. And I'm Adam Van Wee. And I had a couple more words I wanted to say about this market. Adam was touching on the uh, what I think is one of the most important topics of the, the uh, time period we're in right now called inflation, because we've been talking about it for years and certainly all the time on this show where you're not being treated to the truth by the government who tends to mask it by overweighting certain things that are falling, like um, energy prices. Well, now, with energy prices appearing to have stabilized on the bottom and making a couple of false starts so far on the way up, and you know it's going to happen because people aren't making much money in it right now, and with our business cycle getting better and the demand starting to rise and people finding out that China is not actually in the tank, they're just switching over, as we've also talked about, from the manufacturing type society where they were once the low cost provider to now a service based economy and their overall oil demand has not actually dropped. And when that gets figured out in the market, it will make a difference. What would you do if you believed as we do that we're on the threshold of entering into a new round of inflation? How would you invest? You can comment on that. Oh, sure. You, you want to find things that love inflation. I mean, it's as simple as that. And those tend to be commodities, uh, real estate. There's tips, which are um, inflation-protected bonds. And things of that nature will do well in an inflationary environment. Mm -hmm. Is it time to buy metals? That's a question we had three or four weeks ago. And I commended the caller by uh, saying, I think the analysis was very good. The timing is don't rush right into it. Don't buy them all at once. But to me... It's time to start really looking carefully. And if you look at the charts on the precious metals lately, there's something going on out there. The more it gets confirmed with government numbers and the less it's being able to be held down by um, the falling oil prices, you're going to start seeing it happen. If your bonds are in tips, hang on. They won't be paying much for a couple more months, but look out because when these numbers really start coming in, Tips will love it, so they're nice and low right now. If anybody's not in them yet, you might start to buy a few of those. I also mentioned, Adam, there's some good yields in the REIT market, the Real Estate Investment Trusts, because some of the prices are down so low. There you get a double whammy. If you buy them now, you get a nice re- yield for the rest of ever on your original investment, but we also think there's 
room for long-term improvement in the prices. So there's some things to do about this. Don't ever rush into it. Don't jump headlong into spending a lot of money. But start thinking about your allocation for the next few weeks because I think you're going to see some really, really good opportunities. Another thing I wanted to mention for those of you who held over from the real estate show, uh, they were giving professional recommendations from, in this case, CPAs that they work with. And I want you to know that if you contact us, and I'll tell you about that in a minute too, we work with several CPAs and attorneys and so on, professionals who can help you. So if you want to talk to an advisor like us, and if you need a professional, we can talk about that and make some recommendation to you as part of our service, and we'll always work with your professionals about that. So speaking of getting in touch with us, how would one do that? Well, if you ever want to call us, Outside of Saturday mornings, you can reach us at 904-685-1505. Our office is located at the beach right off the Marsh Landing Parkway exit of Butler Boulevard, so it's convenient to all the major interstates in uh, in North Florida. And you can find us online as well at vanweefinancial.com. We do a blog on our site, add lots of new content at least once a week, sometimes twice, stuff we talk about on the radio and then some stuff we don't, so check that out. If you ever miss a show, podcasts are available on iTunes or on SoundCloud.com. And you can also reach us on uh, Facebook at Facebook.com backslash Financial or Twitter at Financial. And lastly, if you prefer to email us, you can do that at info at VanWeFinancial.com. had a strange last Saturday evening after the show. Lots of fun, but a little strange. We're sitting around with a few people, and for some reason the topic of the Supreme Court came up. I'm not sure if it was a post-political or a during-political conversation we were having or whatever. Probably had something to do with the next president being able to pick several justices. But about two minutes after the conversation turned away from that, my phone signaled that I got an alert, and it came from one of my news services, and it said that Justice Scalia had died. We thought, whoa, that's a little weird, isn't it? We are talking about it, and all of a sudden we get news like this. We have lost someone who impresses a, this guy, who is not, frankly, all that easily impressed. This guy was a big guy in every respect. He filled The new one's going to have to fill a big black robe, but I don't know if we'll get a legal mind of this dimension in the next person or not. I sincerely hope we do, but I wanted to share with it a couple of things that he had said. This one, you know, I am a strict constructionist. I believe in what the words of the Constitution say. I know it's not per- particularly politically correct right now, but that's the way it is, and that's the way, in my personal opinion, it should be. One of them, what is a moderate interpretation of the text, halfway between what it really means and what you'd like it to mean? I like that one. That was pretty good. Another couple that I really liked. Bear in mind that brains and learning, like muscle and physical skill, are articles of commerce. They are bought and sold. You can hire them by the year or by the hour. The only thing in the world not for sale is character. How about that? I like it. We will miss him. I hope that the people in D.C. do something that is, I guess I would say, um, abnormal for them and actually do this right, take their time, and don't make the mistakes that have been made. Because if you agree, as I do, 
that you're worried about your grandchildren's future in this country, the direction that's going, where a socialist is actually in serious, uh, has a serious possibility of getting the Democratic nod for president of the United States. Oh, man. Enough said. Tax scams. It's that time. I'm going to spend a lot of time in the next few weeks. We're going to be talking about taxes. We have talked about tax scams and such in the past many times. They are up 400% this year, according to the sources that I find on Yahoo in this case. They are after your refunds, people. You can help yourself. We've talked about this before. And I think there's a little bit of confusion. I know I had a little bit of it. I figured if I do, you probably do too. There are two kinds of pins or personal identification numbers. One of them is an IP pin, which stands for identity protection, issued by the IRS, and it prevents anyone else who doesn't know that pin from talking to IRS as though they were you. You have to use it. But there's also an e-file pin. The e-file pin is a five-digit number, whereas the IP pin is a six-digit number, so you can't mess them up, and they're not interchangeable. The e-file pin is solely for that purpose of filing. There are other things you can do, and some of those involve not doing things. One of the things you never do is you never return a text message claiming to be from IRS, and yeah, folks, it is happening. If the phone rings and it says IRS on it, let it ring. If they really want to find you, they'll send you a snail mail letter. And I don't know of anybody who's ever gotten a letter with an address or with an envelope that said IRS where it really wasn't. I'm sure somebody out there has tried it, but you're far better off to do your communications through snail mail with the IRS, which is what they prefer, what you prefer. But One of the things that's very important is that all residents of Florida, Georgia, and Washington, D.C., and some of you already know this, we are eligible to get our identity protection pins and our e-file pins from IRS by virtue of living in the state in which we live. What does that tell you? If there are three states, well, two states in the district, where anyone with a tax filing address in those states can get a pin, That means one thing. That's where the fraud is, people. You are at risk. If you live in a different state or if you live in those states and have had a problem with the identity theft, you will be required to get a PIN. That's a slam dunk. Do it anyway. Is it a little less convenient when you have to deal with them? Maybe so. But if you want to talk about a major inconvenience, you ought to be like a couple of our clients who have gone to file their taxes and found out the hard way someone has filed and gotten your refund ahead of you. And obviously, it wasn't you. Now, here's one of the great big little secrets that is really not much of a secret. One of the best things you can do if you're getting a refund is very simply to direct that refund into your bank account without going through your grubby little hands because then nobody can take it and cash the check. If that sounds difficult to you, you haven't seen difficult. Trying to get your identity back from these people, trying to get your money back, they'll credit it towards toward next year's, year's um 
taxes, but they're not going to send it to you once they've sent it to someone else. It's a simple thing. Get a bank account, a credit union account, or whatever, and direct any refund to that. There's also some changes that we sent out in an email this week that might be um, helpful to people who have partnerships in their investment accounts. You will get a K-1 instead of a 1099. We'll talk a little bit about that, too, and how to handle it. All right. We have to take a break here shortly. The older generation, me, we tend to stick at a job for a while, 10-plus years. Younger generation, not quite so much. To the nearest whole year, how long do the 25 to 34-year-olds tend to keep a job? And I'll tell you why right after the break. Don't go anywhere. News, traffic, and weather updated on the stories that matter. We've got you covered. AM 600 and FM 100.3, WBOB Jacksonville. With SRN News, I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. Law enforcement authorities say a standoff in northeastern Mississippi ended in gunfire, leaving one officer dead and three other officers wounded. The Department of Public Safety says the man who shot at officers also was killed. A woman and girl inside the house are alive. Officials say two New York City police officers have been injured in an overnight shootout with a man who crashed his car into a police vehicle. NYPD Commissioner William Bratton says one officer was struck in his bulletproof vest and suffered blunt force trauma. The other was shot in the hip. Both remain in stable condition and are expected to make full recoveries. Officials say the suspect remains in critical condition after being shot multiple times himself. Vice President Biden and the eight remaining Supreme Court justices expected to be among the thousands attending this morning's funeral for Justice Antonin Scalia, who died a week ago. One of Scalia's nine children will lead the Mass. This is SRN News. 25 years has seen a lot of changes, but one thing hasn't changed. The quality of CopyFax, a family-owned business taking pride in their service and products. CopyFax offers easy document management to store and back up all of your business files. CopyFax is the only local distributor for the Samsung product line and services the full HP printer fleet. Your choice for multifunction office management. Update and simplify today. 904-296-1600 and online at CopyFax.com. CopyFax is proud to serve our local military. Badcock Home Furniture and More in McClenny is having a store-wide President's Day sale. Sofa starting at $3.98. Signature Series mattress sets 40% off. Recliner starting at $2.98. Console fireplaces starting at $3.98. Entertainment Center $6.98 and up. Badcock has TVs. 32-inch higher TVs just $2.57. 40-inch $3.97 and 50-inch $5.97. Badcock Home Furniture and More, South 5th Street in McClenny, one mile north of I-10, open seven days a week, serving the entire Jacksonville area. At Badcock Home Furniture and More, if they sell it, they finance it. No credit refused. The President's Day Sale, now through February 29th at Badcock Home Furniture and More, 701 South 5th Street in McClenny. Call 259-2275, 259-2275 for Badcock Home Furniture and more. I'm Nick Soboleski, a select quote agent with a true story that could save you hundreds of dollars a year. A woman named Linda just called. Her husband, Ray, has a $300,000 group life insurance policy, but is changing jobs and can't take it with him. Well, I impartially shopped the highly rated term life insurance companies we represent and found Ray, who is 41 and takes medication to control his cholesterol, 
a 10-year, $500,000 policy for under $26 a month. That's almost twice the coverage for less than half of what he had paid. If SelectQuote hasn't shopped for your life insurance, you're probably paying too much. For your free quote, call 1-800-297-1665. That's 1-800-297-1665. 1-800-297-1665. Or go to selectquote.com. We shop. You save. Get full details on the example policy at selectquote.com slash commercials. Your price could vary depending on your health issuing company and other factors. Not available in all states. WBOB traffic and weather. Well, the roads are back to looking good. Matter of fact, weather's looking nice, too. Sunny today, high 74. A little bit of fog overnight uh, into the morning hours. Otherwise, partly cloudy lows of 55. Mostly sunny for your Sunday, high 76. Sunday night, mostly cloudy lows of 55 degrees. It is currently blue sky, 64 degrees here in Jacksonville at News Talk AM 600, FM 100.3 WBOB. Van Wee Financial is a registered investment advisor. Information presented is for educational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any specific securities, investments, or investment strategies. Investments involve risk and, unless otherwise stated, are not guaranteed. Be sure to first consult with a qualified financial advisor and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed herein. Let's get back to the Van Wee Financial Hour on AM 600 and FM 100.3, The Answer. To be a part of the program, call 222-TALK. That's 222-8255. Once again, here's Stephen and Adam Van Wee. Welcome back to the Van Wee Financial Hour. I'm Steve Van Wee. And I'm Adam Van Wee. This segment is sponsored by Robinson Landscape and Maintenance. And coming in today and feeling the heat and the sun and Going past my already opening azaleas, I think you might want to start lining up some services. Call Troy at 662-9794. This is a very, very, again, sad but interesting day. Uh, Sad because of Scalia, happy for many other reasons. There's so much going on out there. It's absolutely incredible. For some people... What you're seeing out in the marketplace is an increase in employment possibilities. Actually, quite a few people are coming out. Now, I, I don't take everybody out there who knows me well. You know I don't take everything that comes out of the Bureau of Labor Statistics as gospel. But trends are trends. People are actually starting to look for work, and they're starting to get it. And some areas of expertise are actually hiring great numbers of people. Wages are rising. It is a very, very good time if you are needing a job to find one in certain areas. And Adam has some very specific information about where to look if you're in need or if you're just dissatisfied with the one you've had. But since 2008 or so, you just feel so darn lucky to be employed that you haven't been really shopping yourself around pretty much time to start thinking about these things. I would agree with that. First, I'm going to start with a little bit of history. The employment situation in America today is very different than it was in the 1970s, an era that many of you will remember. In general, our economy has moved from jobs based on the manufacturing sector to jobs in the services sector. Like mine. And mine as well. Yeah. And manufacturing I, background? Yep. Now service. I've worked for several manufacturing companies and Now I don't. So uh, in actuality, we can look at the U.S. economy in terms of three sectors. 
the extraction sector, which includes mining and agriculture, the goods producing sector, which includes construction as well as durable and non-durable goods, and then the services providing sector, which includes wholesale trade, retail trade, utilities, transportation and warehousing, information, financial activities, professional and business services, education and health services, leisure and hospitality, government, and other. That's pretty broad. Well, so you can tell how how the services sector, just by the amount of subsectors in it, how much larger it is. Mm-hmm. In 1970, the extraction and goods producing sectors accounted for roughly 36% of the total U.S. workforce. Ooh, what's that up to now, about In 10? In 2010, that number had dropped to just over 16% of the workforce. That's big. Conversely, the services sector in 1970 accounted for just 64% of all employment, and by 2010, that number was up to 84% of wow. all employment. In terms of G- We don't make things anymore. No, we sure don't. In terms of GDP, the total contribution from the, the uh, goods-producing sector and the extraction sector shrank from 31% in 1970 to just 18% in 2010 while the services sector grew from 69% to 82% during the same time period. Hmm. How this affects the workforce is a little more complicated, but let's look at it in terms of what uh, industries have the most job openings right now. If you're looking for work, your best bet is to be in the professional or businesses services profession. There are approximately 1.08 million job openings in this area and only 893,000 unemployed people. So, in theory, every one of those people could go to work today. And it gets even better if you work in healthcare, where there are 910,000 job openings and only 610,000 unemployed workers. Rounding out the top five sectors with the most job openings are retail trade, accommodation and food services, and government. In fact, you have to drop down to number seven on the list to find an area outside the services sector where durable goods manufacturing falls. However, at the bottom of the list, it's a different story. The worst situation is if you work in the mining and logging profession. Shocking. And then the sixth worth for number of open jobs is in construction. What makes the construction sector particularly bad is that there are 4.3 times as many people looking for work as there are open jobs. Really? Yeah. That's kind of surprising. Um, The real estate folks were talking about the vacancy rate nationally only being 1.6 wouldn't you think that construction would be picking up and that that's an awful limited supply well you have to think in 2007 the rate of construction was so much higher that people actually switched industries into that profession and then subsequently got laid off and so there's a lot of those people that have never fully recovered with new jobs from that sector that's that's not being very flexible no So also in the top five worst industries for available jobs right now is non-durable goods manufacturing. The rest of the bottom five is made up of the services sector, industries of arts, entertainment and recreation, real estate, rental and leasing, and educational services. But those are very small sectors of the services economy, so they don't have nearly the effect that the larger ones do that are on top right now. If you look at Florida, our numbers more or less mirror the national numbers, but they have a kind of a Florida slant to them. In terms of GDP, real estate made up the largest portion of the economy in 2010, followed by government and health care. Construction came in ninth at 4.5%, which was down from 7.7% in 2001, thanks to the housing bubble 
in large part. Those are big percentage drops. Definitely. It's no surprise that during the period between 2001 and 2010, the healthcare sector in Florida added more jobs than any other sector. Jobs related to tourism also grew during the last decade, up from 11% to 13% of our economy. So what does all that mean for you? It means that getting your desired job right now really depends on who you are and what you are looking for. If you have an advanced degree and work in healthcare or some kind of professional service, chances are you're not having any trouble finding employment right now. On the other hand, if you work in mining or construction, and it doesn't really matter if you have a degree or not, you're probably not having much luck finding work. And if you live in Florida and you work in one of those fields, you might be better off trying a job in real estate that you enjoy. Assuming you can enjoy a job in real estate. Yeah, if that's your thing. Yeah, there's management, there's selling, there's all kinds of things. That's um, very interesting. It brings to mind, again, our trivia question is out there, 904-222-TALK. To the, year, to the nearest whole number, how long do young people, aged 25 to 34, stay at a job? And it's a pretty small number, folks. One of the things that I wanted to talk about today was changes being suggested, at least, for our retirement accounts. And some of it, in fact, the, the preponderance of it is not something I'm very happy about. There are indeed things we could do to help this, and one of them involves those very same young people who are changing jobs so frequently. 401k plans, first off, very often take a whole year of service to get into. I think that's wrong. I think the day you go on the job, you ought to be offered a role in the 401k plan. Absolutely. It works the same on the way out. Very often, young people who aren't making that much money but start doing the right thing by saving in the 401k. When they leave a job, there is a rule called the de minimis rule in far too many 401k plans, whereby if your account has less than $5,000 in it, you are not offered any possibility for a rollover unless you know what you're doing. A check will be sent to you, and there will probably be taxes withheld from that check. This is wrong. This is absolutely wrong. It is those first dollars in a young person's life contributed to a tax-deferred retirement plan that will create retirement wealth in 30 or 40 years. What happens when these companies send a check to a kid's house, 29, 30-year-old kid who's trying to buy a house, raise kids, get a car, pay for educations, all those things? it's probably going to be spent within a few minutes of hitting the palm of the hand. It's probably already spent, to be honest. Whereas out of sight, out of mind is much better if you can do a direct rollover. Let's say a kid had five jobs before the age of 40 or so, and each one there were a couple of grand sitting in that retirement plan that is mailed to the young person who then spends it. Well, the accumulation effect, if each one of those were allowed to compound on top of the other one, would give that person such a head start with getting something put away for the rest of his or her life. It just seems to me that we not we should not allow that option for a check to be sent out. Optionally, of course, I believe in free choice. But I don't think you ought to have to get that check in your hand at least there might be some occasions out there where young people are, are savvy enough about their future that would understand that this is the money that's going to make you wealthy 
down the line. That's my first comment on these things. I'll tell you some of the bad side when we come back from the break. 904-222-TALK. Don't go anywhere. Have you heard? Proactive Plus is faster and better than ever. Stay tuned for a million bottle giveaway and you'll also receive free shipping. Do you have troubled skin? Acne? Well, we have great news. With Proactive Plus, your acne can heal and you can help prevent new breakouts from happening. Don't miss this limited time offer. Give us a call because we're going to let a million people try Proactive Plus risk-free and get two free gifts and also receive free shipping when you call right now. You heard it. This offer won't last long. So call Proactive Plus now and you'll receive a 60-day risk-free trial of Proactive Plus two free extras, and free shipping. This is our exclusive radio offer, never on TV. Get your risk-free 60-day trial of Proactive Plus with free shipping. That's right, free shipping. Don't wait. 800-738-1912. 800-738-1912. That's 800-738-1912. Are you worried about your mom or dad living alone in their house? Hi, I'm Joan London. Listen, I know how difficult it is to find senior care for someone you love. That's why I recommend a free service called A Place for Mom. They are the nation's largest senior living referral service. Call A Place for Mom today. To receive free information on senior living communities in your area, call A Place for Mom at 1-800-750-4356. A Place for Mom offers free, one-on-one advice from local advisors and a personalized list of senior living communities you can visit. If you have questions about senior care for your mom or dad, there's a place for answers, a place for mom. Call A Place for Mom in the next 10 minutes to get your free ebook on financing senior care as well as free information on senior living communities in your area. Call 1-800-750-4356. That's 1-800-750-4356. If you or someone you love suffers from drug addiction, now is the time to utilize your private health insurance PPL plan. If eligible, receive up to $30,000 or more in substance abuse benefits with low or no out-of-pocket cost. We are the National Treatment Network, the premier drug and alcohol treatment referral service operating 24-7. We help connect you with facilities nationwide that accepts PPO private health insurance for substance abuse. If you have PPO substance abuse coverage and you need immediate admittance to a medical detox or residential rehab treatment center, call us now. Call our live referral helpline today. The call is free. This program is not available to Medicare or Medicaid customers. Call 800-961-2480. Let's get back to the Van Wee Financial Hour on AM 600 and FM 100.3, The Answer. To be a part of the program, call 222-TALK. That's 222-8255. Once again, here's Stephen and Adam Van Wee. Welcome back to the final segment of the Van Wee Financial Hour. I'm Steve Van Wee. And I'm Adam Van Wee. Scalia once said, A law can be both economic folly and constitutional. Guess what he was talking about. Bright man, that one. Speaking of, no, we weren't. We were speaking about bright men. How about some not so bright? 
Anybody uh, remember Senator Tom Harkin? Iowa, thankfully retired last time before he could get any more powerful and thereby become even more dangerous. However, the simple fact that he left the Senate does not make us safe. There are many others in D.C. who have picked up his torch. Why do I say this? Because Harkin was leading the way to modernize and securitize and simplify our retirement system. Guess what the other word for all that would be? I'm one of those old-fashioned guys. I believe words mean things. It's not true at the Fed, very often not true in the Senate. The other word for that would be to federalize your plan. How? Here's his idea. He thought that in your IRAs and 401ks that you should be allowed to buy a new type of government bond. Well, people, if you have a decent-sized 401k or IRA, I promise you you've got some government bonds in there with exactly the same credit rating as these new ones. That's called the full faith and credit of the United States government, which would be not worth the paper it's printed on, except for that part about printing. They've got the printing press. What's the difference between Stephen Adam and the U.S. government? The printing press, plain and simple. We get a pair of bills out of previously earned money. They don't. They just manufacture it. That's another story, and we will get into that. But now he would create a new class of government bond I have a nickname for it. I call it the Social Security IOU bond. What's wrong with Social Security? It's going broke, right? Yeah. Great, As, great. Ask Adam anytime you see him, how much Social Security do you expect to get when you're 67? Well, the same amount I put in most of my clients' plans, which is zero. Uh-huh. Planning with Social Security included for a person under 50, somewhere in there, is probably a little foolish. Now, us older people, well, actually, we're the problem. We, for some reason, feel like we have the right, after paying into it all our lives, to actually collect something. I know, it's folly, but I feel that way. What the heck? Anyway, what would happen if Harkin got his way and you were allowed now to put a small portion of these Social Security IOU bonds in your plan. Well, that would extend the life of the social security system by doing absolutely nothing except selling these bonds, right? So real cool. What's the next step? After allowing a small portion, Senator Harkin would come along with a new proposal that said, all right, you're not only allowed, but we're going to mandate now that all 401k plans and IRAs, which are um, controlled, not controlled by, but they're They're regulated by the federal government. You have to have a small percentage of these. Well, okay, that's that's to simplify it, right, and give you a better chance of success because obviously people are incapable of doing their own investing. We all know that, right? That's why people like us even survive, and that's actually not true. People are very capable of doing the right thing. But what's next? Any government that can mandate a little bit can mandate a little bit more well what could possibly go wrong let's start with that phrase the full faith and credit of the united states government how long can we use the printing press where will it end i don't know 
But would I want all of my proverbial eggs in that basket? Not on your life would I want that. How about this one? We preach all of the fundamental rules of investing. One of the great ones, in fact, probably the number one rule in all of investing is to diversify. Diversify your account. What would Harkin be doing? And I, I use that term loosely. It means everybody who's taken up the slack for him since he retired. What are they forcing if they do this to you? You have to have a little bit of this. You have to have a little bit more of this until it just gets bigger and bigger and gets carried away. And pretty soon your entire account is all based on that. They're forcing you to undiversify by mandating bigger and bigger parts of your retirement plan here. And how about this one? The money that flows into these plans is very frequently invested in the stock and bond markets, creating demand, years and years and years of demand. It gives corporations the ability to borrow money, to get money in the equity markets and the bond markets, and thereby finance their growth. If that money stops flowing into these markets, we're going to have hell to pay, folks. Trust me. All right, we're not anywhere near doomsday yet. What bothers me is that they're keeping this so low-key. Discussions are held every couple of years in the places like the Labor Department, and we don't really hear about it. It doesn't fit the narrative of the people in D.C. to have all of us understand what they're trying to railroad through in the name of simplification. Now, the administration has put forth some new concepts for our existing accounts that I really don't like. Watch for these, learn about them, and fight against them. Vote properly or whatever it takes. Number one, limit Roth conversions to pre-tax dollars. Hmm, what does that mean? Well, today, let's say you've got a 401k or a, a, a TSP plan, and you have contributed more than the deductible allowance on these things. So you throw some after-tax money in there. Well, right now, when you retire, you're allowed to split that out into two parts. The pre-tax money goes to a traditional IRA rollover, and the post-tax part goes to a Roth IRA. They want to eliminate that part where you can get your post-tax money put into a Roth. Why? Because there is one big pool of money in this country that has never been taxed, and if nothing's done about it, it will never be taxed, and that's the growth on the Roth IRA. You paid taxes as the money went in, paid it and then paid it out of after-tax money. But the growth on there forever is tax-free. Not tax-deferred, but tax-free. Technically tax-deferred, I guess, if you're talking about inheriting it, but that's another story. So if they limit the ability to do that, then the first thing that's going to happen is that you're going to stop putting your after-tax contributions on there knowing that they're going to become taxable later. You're just not going to do it. That causes Again, a lack of money flowing into these things, and it does what they want to do. It keeps that money out there so any growth on it is no longer deferred. It's taxable. This is the underlying part of a lot of this stuff, and I am no conspiracy nut in this stuff. I take this right out of the congressional records. Number two, eliminate the backdoor Roth conversion. What is a backdoor Roth conversion? Well, people who earn too much money to contribute to a Roth, because there are some fairly strict income limits on it, have for the last few years made 
after-tax contributions to a traditional IRA, which could not be deducted off of their current income tax. They then flop that over every year into a Roth IRA, creating what is essentially a contribution to a Roth IRA through the back door. It's a bit complicated. It works really well if you don't have any other IRAs. Anybody who's interested in it can call us anytime and talk about it. Number three, eliminate the tax break for NUA. NUA stands for net unrealized appreciation. What happens on this one is people accumulate through the stock offers within the company during the course of their employment. They accumulate shares of stock, and it's tax deferred. Right now, the concept of NUA applied properly upon your retirement, if you've got an advisor who knows what he's doing, you can split that out and you will be subject only to the capital gains portion of what you have grown over the years in there. It's a little complicated and really well worth it, and they want it out because they don't like it when you get this money cheaper. Number five, limit the deduction for contributions to qualified retirement plans to 28%. Having raised all these tax brackets now, there's the 31, the 35, 36, 39.6, all those higher brackets, when you contribute now, you get a full deduction at your marginal rate. They want to cap it at 28%. I say very simply, fine, cap it at 28%, but at the same time, cap the tax rate at 28%. That's not rocket science, is it? Set an upper limit on the size of your retirement plan. They're talking about once you reach 3.4 million, saying that's enough, you can't contribute anymore. Any government that can set a limit that high can lower that limit. They want your money, folks. I got a few more for next week, too. You're listening to the Vanley Financial Hour. Do the same thing next Saturday at 10. Uh, we'll see you then. Luke is in Jacksonville, Florida. 